episode 35 of the Eminem podcast. We're back with another episode, another week. What's up, Michael? Oh, you know, just the you know, same old kind of stuff. But I, I had a couple of friends up here this weekend, and um, so we were having some fun there. But other than that, you know, the same old stuff. Nice, nice. All right, let's jump into some current news. The coronavirus is surging again. Sheesh. Yeah. The U.S. is averaging about 55,000 new cases a day right now. Apparently, there are only two states in the U.S. that are even doing better. So um, that's interesting to note. I don't. I don't even know anymore with with COVID and everything. I swear it's like it's a, it's always surging or it's not. I don't know. It's it, every time you turn on the news, they say, "Oh, it's it's doing better one day," and then the next thing they talk about, like it's just spiking again. So it's, I don't know. It's just it it seems like it's just nonstop. Yeah. But um, this this is interesting. Speaking of like COVID and all that stuff, Chris Christie, who like a lot of people would know, and because he had a lot, he was governor of New Jersey. Um, at one point, I don't remember exactly when he was doing, it was not that long ago. Anyway, recently he's been working with Trump a lot and he's obviously been kind of like in the administration some where, you know, the whole, they're not really big on mask wearing and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, Christie ended up getting COVID recently and he spent a week in the ICU and he said, quote, it was wrong to not wear a mask while at the White House event. He said he didn't take it very seriously because he thought that it was kind of a safe area given it was a lot of people get tested at the White House, which I kind of thought personally too, but still. But he said that the ramifications are wildly random and potentially deadly. Well, um, well, that's what's been going on recently now. People, they say that it's just, they don't believe that it could happen or they think it's safe and then they get it. It's just the way it is. Yeah, There's no being safe even if you think you are. Yeah, it seems like everybody kind of gets that like through their head except for Trump because he got it and he's still like being defiant about all these things. But, you know, yeah. who could have called that? All right, on a quick note here, the Senate confirmation hearings began this week. Yeah, I'd watched some of that. I didn't really tune in a ton. Neither did I. Um, I. My roommate had it on, and I'd watch it some. And all I really have to say about that is that I can't believe these people, after watching stuff with the people who like are in charge of this country or has, have a large say in it, because they can't even work Zoom or WebEx or any of that stuff. Like, <laughs> literally, like a lot of that stuff has to be virtual, Like especially like when they bring other people in. And they're saying stuff like, oh... Uh, Senator, can you unmute your mic? Uh, your camera's not on, uh, this and that. And then to top it all off, um, Amy Barrett at one point, because they couldn't connect to some woman because she couldn't figure out how to use the system. She goes, oh, uh, I wish that we could have had her on here, but unfortunately, like the satellites aren't working. I said, so. the satellites? I looked at my roommate. I was like, what did she just say? The satellites aren't working? You got to be kidding me. So, I mean, I don't know. That These are the people that are making our decisions, so... Damn. We'll see <laughs> how that goes. But um, on Tuesday, Apple did a big reveal because they're supposed to be coming out with like a whole new line yeah, of iPhones. I heard of it. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of details. There's an iPhone 12, then there's 12 mini, the Pro, all of this stuff. They say it's starting at $699. For the goes, base one. For the, yeah, the like small one. Stripped down, I guess. Yeah. And then it goes all the way up to 1099 which is crazy. You'll be getting that 699 one for 16 gigabytes. <laughs> Last <laughs> you about a week. Yeah, I don't. It's crazy because our old phones, like I used to have a phone that had like ten gigabytes. I swear it was like nothing. Well, you didn't probably take pictures like you did now, like you do now. I don't even delete stuff anymore. Like, I don't because by the time that like stuff fills up, I'm probably gonna get a new phone. So yeah. like, I yeah. don't know. But I don't know. It's supposed to be have a better processor and and have five G and all that stuff. So. Yeah. So I I didn't think like people would really buy the next iPhone, but because of this five G thing, I feel like people are just really gonna jump on it. They want that fast wireless connection and stuff like that. So I don't really get five G. We'll might like, be. It's just faster? Is that all yeah, it is? Yeah, that's, that's really all it is. It's faster yeah. connection stuff. I mean, they've just been hyping it up. I don't even think it's going to be that much better, but we'll see. 
Anyway, um, do you want to jump into the Kamala thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there was two people flying with Senator Kamala Harris test that tested positive for COVID um, over the week. According to the campaign, they were not in contact or near Kamala Harris. Um, the campaign has canceled her travel throughout the week, and um, she did virtual hearings instead. So um, that's interesting, to, like to, just as to say, because you know the the Trump had it, and he's on the Republican side, and now the Democrat Democratic side has it. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, we'll see how they handle that. I mean, hopefully she doesn't get it, but um, I don't know. I mean, any time that someone around them tests positive, it's always, you know, headlines. Yeah. But I would say the biggest news in our area, like yeah, no, w- without question, um, in the Harrisonburg JMU community, happened Saturday morning. Um, a massive explosion happened um, in Harrisonburg on South Main Street around 830. Yeah, it was around 830. I, um, we, were, uh, we were getting ready for our meetings for football. We were up in the stadium and everything, and everyone's rolling in and all that, and we hear, boom. And, like, we thought just – I was downstairs, so everyone with me thought that the uh, something had dropped something downstairs. They just thought someone, had, like, dropped a book or something like that, and, like, it was really loud, you know? So we, were, we thought that, but then we looked up. And we're like, what the hell? Like, why are there ashes coming outside? Like, looking out the window, and it was an explosion. Like, we look out, and we're like, what? And the how heck? many miles away is that? That was a. It's, a it's it's very it's very close, like to where the stadium is. Like, um, right. I, I forget what it's called, the place, but um, it was a recycling center that blew up. Mm-hmm. So it was either uh, our coaches were telling us that they had like two theories. One of them was the place like they just forgot to turn something off overnight, and the other one was that like there's a Mexican restaurant that's like right beside El Charo's. Them. Yeah, El Charo, and apparently uh, they had left their gas on overnight or something like that and, and it blew up but who knows what happened i don't um, i personally i don't know all the details yet I, I don't think they've released a ton of stuff um i know my phone was blowing up like yeah, immediately all over snap all over but it, it happened it, it like at eight, around eight thirty, so i was still asleep and my girlfriend called me and now a little backstory here but i'll get into that she calls me and says you know did you hear the explosion i was like explosion and she said yeah and i she's like it's like right out your window well, this freaked me out because to get to the backstory, um, my friends and I, we were trying to grill the night before, but we were out of propane. And so I, I went and got a refill in the propane tank just the day before, and we had to hook it up, and we grilled and made sure to turn it off and all that stuff. But we had been talking about, like, oh, it's not going to explode or anything, is it? And literally, when she called me that, she said there was an explosion right out your window. I freaked out. I'm like, oh, my God, it's the propane tank. <laughs> and and I looked out the window and I was like, okay, thank God. And then I started looking into it and I realized that it had it was not right out my window. It was right out said. your window in the back deck, you'd see flames or something. I know. That's what I, I was like. I mean, I was literally asleep. Like, I mean, this is the first thing I thought of. But um, but it was crazy though. I mean, all the stuff that people were talking about. Luckily, I mean, it, for as big of an explosion as it was, it wasn't like a mass casualty thing. Two people were seriously injured that were flown to UVA Hospital that were not students. And one student was treated for minor injuries, like from cut glass or something. I but heard someone died. I did not hear that. Where did, you, where did you hear that? Through the grapevine. Through the grapevine. Yeah. I don't know. I have like, because all my Breeze group chats and stuff were like blowing up and they had like reporters and stuff there. So I I haven't heard of any fatalities. All I know is, like, I mean, unless somebody that was taken to the hospital died. That's all That's all I know. But as of now. But I, like I said, I don't know what caused the explosion. I guess that's still under investigation. But apparently, like out of, I mean, there's nothing left of the building. I mean, if you see the pictures, yeah. it just is rubble. It's terrible. Which is insane. It's insane. It, apparently, it was heard at our place here at Copper yeah, Beach. Which everyone is heard it. Over three miles away. Yeah. Crazy. It was crazy. Anyway, we can move on from that. Fast facts. Okay, you started off. The can opener was invented 48 whole years after the can was first introduced. I think this one's funny just because, I mean, what did they use to cut open cans? Like a knife? 
I mean, that's a good point, honestly. Um, I mean, I, I guess I've never opened a can beside with the, without a can opener. I, I mean, I guess you could. I, I don't know. I assume they had some other tool, yeah, like because well, they had something. But well, like, I feel like they had. I'm making motions again, as if you can see it, but like I think there was these kind of like sharp. Um, almost, it's kind of like a knife, but it's meant specifically to probably, open cans. But probably. it's not a, a quote can yeah, opener. It, it's like it's like the new coffee machines that we have now, like a like a K cup versus like traditionally pressing your coffee in. And stuff yeah, like that, I mean, I so. think what we have now is way easier. Yeah, because like, you just twist oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. twist the thing, but yeah. Um, all right, so my, my fact, my first fact is um, the song Wonderwall. I think a lot of people know that. That's like a big 90s hit. But that's the first song from the 1990s to reach 1 billion streams on Spotify. You're my Wonderwall. Really, I love Wonderwall. Yeah, it's a good song. It's a classic. But, I mean, I don't know. It's crazy because, I mean, obviously Spotify didn't exist until recently. So I guess these older songs are slowly building up their plays. Yeah. All right, well, the next one for me. Apparently the cigarette lighter was invented. we got another invention here. Apparently the cigarette lighter was invented before the match. Now, I find this so hard to believe. I mean, because way back in the day, what were they using for like for candles? Like for, They had to light candles and stuff like that. Like They didn't have a lighter back then. Like I mean, there's I, no way they had a lighter. I don't believe that one. I don't Honestly. believe it at all either. But, well, I mean, because matches have been around for who knows how right? long. It's like... Cavemen invented striking something up to get fire. Like, yeah, I, matches I'm, had to have become before lighter because you got to get gas for lighters. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Plus, I mean, you know, if you remember, like, like in the old days, you always see people like in old movies or something they light a cigarette with a match. You know? Yeah. I don't know. That's. I, th- I think this one's a little off. But, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Fast facts for you. <laughs> I mean, uh, my last one is so everybody knows the dollar sign. It's like the S with the line through it. Um, apparently, that came from the letter P when it was written over top of the letter S. It was originally the sign for peso for Spain, but they ended up dropping part of the loop from the P, so then it became like, it looks like an S with the line over it now. So, I don't know, I thought that was interesting. But like, I always that don't even like, make no sense to me. I'm looking at the, <laughs> the dollar sign right now. You can't drop a, an S, I mean a P, Because the, the line down the middle would be Is like the, P the, part. the stick part yeah, of the P. But, but the S comes out of nowhere. Well, S, it says they overlaid a P and an S over But why would they just come up with randomly laying an S over a P? Because it stands for peso, and it's the abbreviation for peso, which is a form of money. Huh. I don't like it. I don't know. Whatever. All right, so main <laughs> topics. Um, I guess Michael started, Mike will start us off here really quick, just talking about because um, fall practices have started for football, so get, give people a little insight on that. Sure, I'll, I'll tell people about it. Um, fall practice has began. Uh, we've been practicing. We've been working out for a long time now, but... This week marked the first full pads practice. Um, we did tackles, drills, all that stuff. You know, um, it was good to be back though in full pads because I, I definitely, it definitely, f- I don't know. Like it was good to be back, but it definitely felt like camp. It feels like camp right now, and I'm tired as af. My <laughs> my head hurts, and school is getting harder and harder. So it's it, that's not good about it. But other than that, it's great to be playing football again because we're going head to head against each other, team versus team, and you love that competition. So that's great. So y'all have full pads now? Oh, yeah. Tack. Because the first practice was no pads, right? Just helmets. Just helmets. Because I, I saw an interview with um, Signetti, Coach Signetti, and he was talking about He's like, I think we could have put the pads on today. You know, honestly, there's yeah. so much energy out there. I mean, we did practicing in pads the entire freaking sem- semester. So, I mean. That's true. No. Yeah, I don't know. Things are so weird. Signetti did say that he thinks that the team is healthier overall because they had, like, extra time for rest, like, from the last season. Like, if someone had an injury from the last season, he said that in his interview. Well, 
we definitely have had a lot of time to recover. We've all been at home. So, I mean, I guess that's the reason why right there. One way to look at it, I guess. (laughs) But um, I don't know. I'm just excited that we're one step closer to kickoff. So that'd be, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Now, in other JMU news here, I just wanted to touch on this briefly because I won't go crazy in depth in this. But so the newspaper, the on-campus newspaper, The Breeze, wrote an article um, this week. And it was targeting our president of the university, President Alger. And it's a very long, when I say long, it's, you know, how sometimes on websites it'll say like suggested reading time or whatever. This said like 15 minutes. This thing took me like 40 minutes to read. It was crazy, but I had to read it. It it was, it had so, it was packed with information. So basically what it comes down to, to make it to, I'll try to simplify it as possible as I, we've mentioned on the show before how like JMU has not been very transparent with their students and, and faculty and things like this, especially Never are. especially in regards to COVID. Well, this is all because it was done by one of our investigative reporters here at JMU, and he really dug into it, got a lot of quotes from people. And basically what he found is that when the Alger administration started, which was in 2012, um, things kind of started to turn a little bit less transparent than they used to be. And one of the most clear evident ways you could see this was that um, back then, they, well, even so now, there's a thing called the Board of Visitors, okay? And that's basically kind of like the president's cabinet in terms of like, you know, the regular presidents in relation to that. So basically, the president, he meets with these Board of Visitors, but when you do it, it's in a public forum. So they're obligated to, by law, um, they have to tell the public and, and whoever wants to know what is said in these meetings. And a lot of times I think you're required to even allow participation from people in these meetings. Um, and under this law, there is kind of a loophole. Now keep in mind, Alger was a lawyer before becoming president of the university. The loophole says that if you meet with two or less, so one or two people on the board, it does not count as the committee and you do not have to make it a public forum. So basically, he's been he met with, and he's been doing this throughout, I think, the majority of his administration. He has met with two people at a time, but ends up meeting with the whole committee, the whole board of visitors, but two at a time. So they talk, they would, so, you know, allegedly they talk about, you know, things they want to talk about in the real meeting, and they work things out, but it's like off the record. And then by the time they get everything worked out exactly the way they want it, and then by the time that they go to the actual meeting, it's all settled but it's not public. So it's kind of a workaround. So what's what's the point of all this though? The point? Well, because he's using, he's getting around the law and it's things that, especially with COVID and stuff, the decision-making processes can't be found. It's just these decisions are made and it's kind of like, boom, you know, like Hmm. no one knows how it's being made. And then they come out with these things. And when you try to like figure out like who's involved, what's going on, you can't find it because they did it kind of this backdoor way. So basically, like this whole gotcha. this whole thing was written, and I mean, this guy he got quotes from past board members, people who were on. Uh, it was Mark Obenchain, who's um, he used to be on the board of visitors. He got a quote from him. All of these things, I, w- I should have wrote down a couple notes about it, but I thought I could do it from memory. But um, he got a quote from a lot of people and people, and also big donors, because donors are starting to pull away because of all of this. They're saying we don't want to give money to this. Like, and these are seven figure donors, which is in the millions, which is unfathomable i can't even believe it anyway 
So the point is, so they did this. Now, Alger then reached back out to the Breeze and released his own statement, which they ran, and reply to them and saying that he was very disappointed in it, that like he didn't like the tone of the article, and it was it, he was basically defending all of these things that I was just talking about, saying that it was only for like accuracy, and it makes everything run better and all this stuff. But, I mean, he was a lawyer, and obviously he's going to spin it, you know what I mean? But I found it very, very interesting that number one, like that he felt so compelled to write this lengthy response. So clearly they hit a nerve, you know, because if you're, if you, you know, if it truly is, as he's saying, isn't a big deal, would he have like written a re- reply like this and like went into it as in depth as he did? And Alger doesn't respond to anything. Like he, he, he tries to stay behind the doors as much as possible. So. That was one of the big things so, they yeah. mentioned in the original article is that he's like nowhere to be found mm-hmm. a lot of the times. And he's kind of like in the back. Yeah. And, you know, of course, I found it very interesting, and I can link that article. If it block out a large piece of time if you're actually going to read it, but um, I recommend it. It's good. It's very interesting, especially if you're in the area. But we can move on from that. Yeah, talk to me about these town hall meetings. Okay, so as we mentioned in last week's things, so Trump and Biden were originally supposed to do a second debate, like if you can call mm-hmm. it a debate yeah. like they did before. You know how terrible that was. Well, they ended up doing. They call them. They were supposed to do. Originally, it was supposed to be a town hall format with the two of them together. But they couldn't agree on a way to do it mm-hmm. because Biden and them wanted to do it like didn't for, want to virtually, it. and, and they Trump wanted to delay it. Went, Trump, blah blah blah. You you heard yeah. the story. So what they ended up doing, I don't think this has ever been done before. They both had separate town hall debates mm-hmm. at the exact same time on different TV channels. So one of them, so Biden was on ABC and Trump was on MSNBC, which is kind of ironic because the first time Trump's probably ever been on MSNBC. But anyway, um, so they were doing it. So you have to flip back and forth like it's a football game or something. Like, <laughs> like this one goes to commercial. All right, let's see what Biden's doing. All right, well, I've heard this before. Let's switch it back over to Trump. And I, like, like I did in all these other debates, as this was going on, I'm like, well, let me write down some notes on what I think of this. Savannah Guthrie did the interviewing for Trump, and George Stephanopoulos did the interview for Biden. I found that... The questions given to Trump were way more, I don't know how to put it, like, I, I don't want to say harder, but it's, they were very more kind of like, I'm going to get you, you know, it's not so much a, a conversational type question, it's more of like almost accusations, you have to defend yourself. It was a lot more tense, is a good word, um, and I know one of the things before, like, they, they really hammered on it, like Savannah did. Is the whole like white supremacy thing because he's like stand back, stand by, all of that stuff. He said, I 100% denounce any white supremacy of any form, any shape. I, I've done it many times. I've done it this time. So, I mean, I don't know why he didn't say that in the first place, but he didn't want to. Now his board or whatever tells him he needs to. So, I mean, but he did. He said that there, and she was like very precise on that. Um, other things they talked about. Well, actually. I thought that Stephanopoulos on Biden, the questioning was very, very soft. And Biden had the opportunity to just kind of ramble, talk to people, and, you know, just not really get into things like he wasn't being like grilled. Because um, Savannah Guthrie was just going, like, I think it was 20 minutes. They didn't even open it up for the town hall. It was just her saying, like, you did this. Why did you say this? Boom, 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 boom. And it was really like high intensity in the beginning. Eventually, they opened it up, though. It said, I wrote down here, 18 minutes before opening up to a, to a forum. Um, and so Stephanopoulos, he went 
to like the voters' questions and with Biden, and he had these long-winded answers. If I'm elected president, you will not hear me race-baiting, you will not hear me dividing, you will hear me trying to unify, and unify with, bring people together. When I said I was running because I wanted to unify the country, people said, well, there were the old days. We better be able to do it again. Agreed. We better be able to do it again. Mr. Vice President, if you lose, what will that say to you about where America is today? Well, it could say that I'm a lousy candidate and I didn't do a good job. Um, but I think, uh, I, I hope that it doesn't say that we are as racially, ethnically, and religiously at odds with one another as it appears. And I, the one quote from Joe, I wrote this down. This is what he, this, <laughs> he said, quote, the Biden Justice Department would let the Justice Department be the Justice Department. He said Justice Department three times in one sentence about the Justice Department. I thought, we were cracking up when we watched that. We were like, what does that even mean? Um, but anyway, Biden, one thing that we've addressed in each debate is the whole packing the court thing, like we've mentioned before. Biden said, this is a quote, I am not a fan, he said. Quote, it depends on how this turns out, not how Trump wins, but how it is handled. Um, so he said, and then he said, well, it doesn't matter what I say, whether I'm going to say I'm going to do it or way I say I don't do it. How he quote, no matter what I answer, it's going to be your headline tomorrow. So basically he said, he's not a fan of packing the court. Now, what does that mean? Like they, he's not going to answer it. And I, I've given my opinions on this before. It's that was one of the bigger things, but basically just to summarize it, it was a very weird format the way to do this. I don't, like I said, I don't think it's been done before. And I, I don't know. I, I wasn't really a fan of it. And, but some of the people asking questions like weren't that great either, but I don't know. I, I don't know what the ratings were like. I don't know who got more ratings or anything. I didn't really look into it too much, but did you take a test on the day of the debate? I guess uh, is the I bottom probably line. probably did. And I took a test the day before and the day before, and I was always in great shape and I was in great shape for the debate. Do you have any remaining symptoms from COVID? Nothing whatsoever. I'm great. I feel good. Uh, In particular, did you have pneumonia? Well, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel strong. I had a little bit of a temperature. The doctors at the White House are fantastic, as you can imagine. And they really didn't want to take a chance. And they said, let's go to the hospital. I said, that's okay. I'm going to, you know, respond to what you say. I don't know. It's the next debate. There is supposed to be one final real normal debate coming up. I think it's on this Thursday. So stay on lookout for that to see if it actually happens. But other than that, I'm basically done with that. Word. All right. Sports news. LeBron James, Rajon Rondo, and Anthony Davis won the NBA Finals clashing, cashing in the Lakers' 17th title. Um, I think that was pretty cool. I don't know. I mean, Everyone's talking about how, like, I mean, I just think he's amazing. I don't know. If, did we talk about this last week? I don't think so. I think it was a little bit. But, but one thing, you said 17th title. Yes, they're 17th. That ties them for most titles in the NBA with the Boston Celtics. Really? Yeah. I don't know nothing about the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Throughout the history of uh, of the NBA, they, they're now tied. Mm-hmm. Thing. I was watching ESPN the other day, and um, they had on, like, uh, older members of the, older members of the, 
the Lakers talking about like how do you feel about this and that. And it was pretty cool, but yeah. So I, I th- so that's what it was. Last week we didn't talk about like they didn't win it yet. They had just like played the game or whatever. They yeah, it was, it was still because you were saying that yeah, Miami was yeah, trying to push exactly, another game, exactly. game seven or whatever, and they couldn't. Um, so I mean, I thought it was pretty cool because. All these like superstars coming together, playing, and this just proves that LeBron James is one of the best and always will be the best. He can. Who do you, what do you think though? Is is it MJ or LeBron right now? That's you know that's everybody's asking. To that be question. honest, like to be completely honest, I am on the I'm closer on the scale of LeBron James. Not all the way there, but I'm closer in that scale. I just got to say it. I mean, I feel like he's got a more complete game than, than Michael Jordan, but I feel like Michael Jordan was the just a like a mania. He did what he needed to the do. The documentary win. that we talked about yeah. way back, like you know, t- twenty years ago, <laughs> and I probably said back then it was Mike, it was Michael Jordan too. But I don't know. I just I just feel like LeBron James finds a way to get the championship every time, whatever whatever team he plays for. So. I think it was Stephen A. was saying like that. He say he says MJ's number one, and then LeBron's two. And he's saying like, why is that slamming him? Out of every person that's ever played in the NBA, they're the top two people to ever live. He's like, how is that being disrespectful to LeBron? Um, I don't know. I I mean, that's an interesting perspective, but I don't. I think I still. I mean, after watching like like I said, I'm not a big basketball guy. I know you aren't either, but um, like after watching that uh, Last Dance documentary, it's just. So hard to go against Michael Jordan, but you know one day that there's going to be one of those made with LeBron. So we'll yeah, see. It is, but um, I guess the next thing would just be Cam Newton. He's back, playing for the Patriots after missing some time due to COVID. Yeah, I mean the Patriots had a couple people test positive, but I don't know that team's pretty good. I mean, obviously it's not as good as back when you know there was like the dynasty with yeah. Tom. But I mean they're they're a strong playoff contender still. Yeah, with I, Cam, I still think so too. As long as he's in there, because without him. They were solid, right. but you need a quarterback. You, so you need a guy like him, and I think he's great. I, uh, today they actually lost the Broncos, which was pretty sad. But I think that they still have a better chance than than without him. Like you just said, I feel. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I honestly feel like any team with Cam Newton is a good ass team. I'm sorry, like on offense, I just feel like he does so much that's so well. But yeah, I, he's proven that he I, still has some I stuff left in the basement issues, in the tank. But yeah, whatever. Speaking of you know people coming back or leaving games, is Dak Prescott? Yeah, last week he was carted off with a nasty ankle injury. Very nasty. Yeah, they're saying it's going to be like six months before he's back. Yeah, and they, it was so bad they actually blurred it out like when they showed it later on, like on ESPN and stuff. Because yeah. I mean, his ankle was just twisted and it was up a compound fracture. Yeah. I've I tell you, I when I was a sophomore, sophomore in, in in high school, I think, or junior year in high school, I don't remember which one, but I actually saw a guy, a starting linebacker, run into the sideline, broke his leg in half. Literally saw somebody. He was making a tackle. A guy fell on his leg, like a big ass lineman fell on his leg, and he broke it in half. I saw it happen. Cried there watching it. Like it was so sad. This most a leg. Thing. A leg is such a big bone, and too. you see it just dangling, and you see the bone. It's disgusting. It's just disgusting. That's yeah. That's tough. But speaking, I mean, right on theme here is Alex Smith, because um, everybody knows about the struggles that he went through, and there was that whole ESPN documentary that was mm-hmm. made about him and his recovery process, and how he was like just an inch away from dying. From he had a Alex Smith. He was the starting quarterback for the Washington Redskins back in 2018, and in November he that November he got sacked, and it broke his leg and he ended up going through I don't remember how many surgeries oh, and infections and so long but the point is is that he actually came back out on the field and played last week yeah um they, for 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 Washington played like the whole game pretty much like after the third quarter or I mean after the second quarter I'm pretty sure he played the rest of the game I forget how long it was but he did he did as well as you could 
in that type of scenario. I mean, it was pouring down rain. His first game, rain. Yeah. Not like not having reps with the first team. And ever. they were down. He was already. always playing as the second team quarterback. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't think he threw a pass more than 10 yards. No, nah, he just got sacked every time. But, I mean, was that bad. was the line. Dude. Bad, Their yeah. offensive line was not doing, not doing very well. But Yeah, this week he didn't play, though. Um, Kyle Allen was Kyle bad. Kyle Allen played. Yeah. And he did he did really well, actually. I'm not going to lie. I watched the game. Um, <sighs> they should have. Uh, pissed me off at the end. Yeah, we're, we're recording on a Sunday, so we could actually have a little yeah. more up-to-date NFL news today. But Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just upsetting because we, we, we scored that touchdown at the end of the game. And we're within one point, nineteen to twenty, and then they decided to go for two instead. Riverboat Ron instead of kick the field goal. Would have much rather seen them kick the field goal and take our chances with the coin toss in the game. Here's the thing: like, us. Let, let me know what you think about my opinion here. My opinion on going for two to win a game or going to overtime. I think it depends on the like how the team is like in terms of how you match up with them. I have always said that if you are the favorite, if you are favored to win the game then you play for overtime. If you are the underdog, then you go for two. And the reason why I say that is because, so for example, like if it's like you know the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, you're going to put that whole game on one play, like one little mess up and it's over. If you played for overtime, I am pretty confident that Patrick Mahomes or somebody can march you right down the field and score. If you're the underdog, so, so you would play for overtime. If you're the underdog, then you're like, man, I we're one point away from winning right now. I don't think I don't know if we're going to be able to get this close again. See, that's true, but you're forgetting one thing. In the NFL, it's a coin toss. Who gets that ball, and whoever gets the ball first wins. That's it. You have no other choice. I mean, like you have to rely on your defense. Like in college, you each team gets a chance, and then that's when you that rule would definitely work out. But in, yeah. in the NFL, it's just one chance, one go. Like whoever wins the coin toss and gets the ball first wins. I know they tried to help with that a little because they they make it so that if you kick a field goal on your first drive, the, but, but it still keeps going. Us. It's bull. It's bull crap. I don't know. Nobody. I mean, that helps occasionally, but it's, the way I think it should be like, it, it, like that rule makes sense. But I think it's like whatever your red zone percentage is for the day. If you're if you're killing it in the red zone, go for it. If you're not, kick the field goal. Take your chances. If I would have been Washington, I think I would have went for the. That's extra a tough, point. but they're basically even. I probably wouldn't win extra point. I would have won extra point. Yeah, because I mean, Washington's offense are not really what you have the most confidence yeah. in in one play to decide the game. And in the our red defense zone. was doing well in yeah. the game, especially at the end of the game. Yeah. So I feel like we could have had a good shot there. Yeah. You know, but whatever. You know, is what it is. Um, in other news, uh, college football. Nick Saban, the coach for Alabama, he tested positive early in the week uh, for COVID nineteen, and so did the uh, athletic director. But two days later, he tested negative, and they, uh, they tested him multiple times, and he was back on the field coaching like normal on Saturday. Yeah, it's weird. They keep talking about false positives and everything. It like had to be like, false because yeah. he said he felt fine. He never had any issues. He wasn't around anybody. And two days later. Yeah. But he was like – I heard a funny story. He said that he had their offensive coordinator. He had like a tablet or something with Zoom, and he was recording the practice, and he was sitting back in his house down the street, and he said that he would watch it, and he'd be like – he'd have him on the phone, and he'd say, nope, run that again. So-and-so messed up. Like mm. run that one again. I'm watching. That's funny. So, but yeah. Well, he was out there coaching again on Saturday. Yeah. And they won. They beat Georgia. Like they beat him down. That was a long game. Yeah, it was, it was on like for 18 hours. Well, I swear. Was, I mean, Georgia always finds a way to choke. I told everybody <laughs> that, that that Alabama was going to win this game, and they did it, especially at the end of the game. Georgia choked, like I said. Um, another big thing. This is the NFL switching gears a little bit. Le'Veon Bell was released from the Jets suddenly, like, without warning, this week. 
And by doing this, it frees up a ton of salary cap space for the Jets in 2021. I was reading about it. They, they're going to be like really aggressive trying to rebuild their team because they definitely need some rebuilding well, going on in that organization. The Jets need to get rid of their head coach. The head coach is trash, and he's holding them back, I feel like. I feel like a lot of these running backs, are like Michael P. Ryan will do well once um, once he's out of there in, in a better system because he just wants Frank Gore to play. That's all it is. And I feel like <laughs> he's, other what, guys. 37? Yeah, and I feel like other guys like Michael P. Ryan can come in and do well. But at the same time, the only people, the only person on the Jets team at all is freaking Jameson Crowder. And this is exactly why um, uh, Jamal Adams left, because he knows how screwed up the Jets organization is, too. So Yeah, I don't know why that has, has such struggles lately, but uh, Never went. Never Kansas won. City, uh, the Chiefs picked up Le'Veon on Thursday. So that's interesting, because they got Clyde Edwards-Alaire yeah. and Le'Veon now. So Who's going to start Le'Veon? <laughs> I, don't, I don't. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> All right, so lastly here um, with, with sports news is LSU in Florida. That game has been postponed due to a COVID outbreak in Florida. Um, at least 18 people tested positive um, over the week, and it's been tentatively rescheduled for the SEC's built-in bye week on December 12th. But, I mean, this is the week before the SEC championship. Have fun. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I think that that sucks because they're going to be playing back to back to back. But I mean, well, LSU won't be playing back to back. Actually, they're going to be they they ain't making it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a ton of confidence LSU's in them. Booty right now. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. but I, I mean, is that you got anything else for sports? No, nah, I don't. What do you got for music news? Um, I don't really. There really isn't much music that I looked, and there was not, not much. I think Brothers Osborne. You should know about this. I think yeah. they, they released a new album. Uh, I last about week, a few other episodes. I don't know, a while back on the pod, yeah, but I saw that's finally out if you're interested. And also I heard um ACDC is gonna release a new album in a month or two. I think it's gonna be Word. soon. You can like pre order now. Well um, so I'm excited about that. But other that's I don't really have anything else for that. Other than that, I got one thing. Trippy Red just released a new album, Pegasus. There's still a, few, a lot of songs that have to come out on it. I forget when the actual uh, like date for it is coming out. Um but he has like three songs out right now. Sleepy Hollow is the best. So oh, I heard far, that. So, yeah. um, go give it a listen. Anyway, three songs of the week. What's three your first? songs of the week. Three songs of the week. Uh, my first one. So we've been talking about Lil Wayne over the past couple weeks. So off the the Carter Five, the deluxe one that we talked about a couple weeks ago. I'm taking Scotty. Word. That's, I like that song. It, it's I don't know. It's it's that whole album's pretty good. So, mm-hmm. what's yours? All right, cigarettes by by ecstasy. Um, it, it really sounds like Juice World, honestly, but um. Cigarettes Bikesy, like I just said. Good song. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, it's really good. Really chill vibes. It's like It sounds like it would be. <laughs> like Bikes <good>. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. All right, cigarette, cigarettes. Cigarette. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but anyway, my next one is um, Shot in the Dark by ACDC. This is the one single released off of that upcoming album that I mentioned. I'm gonna say I don't think I heard of this one. By ACDC, so. It's pretty new. One thing that's really cool: ACDC is releasing some like special album thing coming out. It like lights up. I might get that. I don't know. even still together. Honestly, they're old. 
Yeah, I know. There's all these older rock people, that, like the Rolling Stones. Yeah, they're still performing, which is crazy. Crazy. You just see them on T-shirts. You used to always like those T-shirts when I was in middle school. With the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. But um, next, famous, <laughs> famous H O E S, N L E Chopper. Get a bitch and make a famous next minute she block me. Thirty in this perk and need to slow down on the Roxy's. Gotta call my nigga Dada down and skip the heartbeat. Looking for your love, but your feelings is the problem. You didn't, you didn't really see that coming. <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I put that in there this morning. I was like thinking of trying to trying to figure out ways that I could say this without like sounding crazy. Famous garden utensils. Yeah, that's what we're gonna put it <laughs> as. Famous garden utensils. NLE Chapa. It's a. It's a. I just wasn't doing it before practice, really. So yeah. Uh, all right, my last one. Um, I'm jumping on the bandwagon here, um, <laughs> and it's "Dreams" by Fleetwood Mac. Can't wait till this comes on. Holy hell! I've been playing this a lot, like ever since it became like TikTok famous. I was um, say you weren't listening to this before. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no, but my roommate, like he was familiar with the song, and because Fleetwood Mac, that's never really been you know my style. Really, ain't nobody listened to this song before. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's I, I like it. I've been playing it a lot. Um, it was funny this past week. I actually I found some ocean spray. Uh, this is the TikTok we talked about last week. I found some ocean spray like in our refrigerator, and I was like, oh, I got to take a video of me drinking this now. But ocean spray, you call it ocean spray? Why wouldn't you just call it cranberry juice? <laughs> Wait, was it? I mean, it was specific. I mean, ocean spray cranberry juice. But ocean spray is like the brand. I know. I should. I should a little more specific. Yeah. No. I, well, in the video, like because ocean spray is the company that like, gave him the car and all that. But, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it was cranberry right, juice. Should've. I mean, ocean spray makes a lot of things other than cranberry. How juice, many so people? You're right. I wonder how many. I want to know the statistics on how many people bought cranberry juice just to do the video. I'd love to see that because literally, right? you know, how many people? Were, it wasn't even that good to be honest. No, with it wasn't. It was no, I mean, it was pretty kind of bitter. Like it's it's not terrible, but I'll tell you what's good. Cran grape by Ocean Spray. Yeah, that's a lot better. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. My mom always used to drink this cranberry juice, and it always used to be in the fridge. And I used to like just sneak a like a sneak a cup and just like take a little sip just for the taste. But you it was sneak cranberry. Juice? Yeah, because it was hers. It was she wasn't giving <laughs> it's not it like up. it's alcohol. She wasn't <laughs> giving it up. She wasn't giving it up. It was all hers. But I, I used to take a little sip of it, and I used to be like, oh, give me the shakes. But like it was it was good, but it gave you the shakes. So I didn't yeah. drink that much of it. But anyway, your last, last song. Going back to my roots, Unapologetically Country by Hardy. But I'm unapologetically country as People say I'm dunk, but I don't really care. Unapologetic. In your face, country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that I think that title just embodies my old friend Cordell. Oh really? Can't wait till he listens. <laughs> But uh, I think that's a, that's about it for this week. You got anything else? No, that's it. Peace, guys. Peace.